We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek, on with another one, guys. And we want to welcome on a special guest to help preview training camp for the Indianapolis Colts. You know him from the No Horsing Around podcast. Good friend of the show, Mr. Zach Boyd himself. Zach, thanks for coming on, man. Football's finally here. It's about time. It's been a long time coming, man. How are you doing? How are you feeling about training camp and just everything around actually having some something to talk about? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm just so happy. It's time to talk about real football. I'm excited, man. I mean, you get the news earlier today. I'm sure we'll talk about Anthony Richardson signs his rookie deal, so no worries about that. Everybody's going to be in place, and it's going to be fun to see and I'm interested in a lot of different things, but one thing, I just want to see the demeanor under the Shadenstein era, how he controls that team versus, you know, in the past that they've done with Frank Wright. Yeah, it'll definitely be something that is interesting because we've talked about it before. It's just like we just don't know. There's kind of that unknown factor when it comes to Shane Steichen right so like we think things like man the Colts haven't beaten Jacksonville and Jacksonville the Colts get off to these yeah. slow starts like but that was all under Frank Reich so it's all new and all these new questions and just answers that we don't have yet so it's nice to start maybe getting some of those answers here starting with training camp and heading into the preseason and things like that but Zach with that I know there are some definitely some big storylines heading into training camp Right. The first one I think that we have to talk about is the quarterback position. I mean, you have Anthony Richardson, who obviously you drafted fourth overall this year. You brought in Gardner Minshew from Philadelphia, where he played under Shane Steichen for two years. So you have more of this, you know, veteran guy who is probably about an average starter, but can play some games for you. And then you have your future at quarterback at Anthony Richardson. And the you know, report came out the other day from Stephen Holder that talked about how they're probably going to split 50-50 reps to start camp. So first off, Zach, what's your thoughts on that? And then your thoughts overall just on this quarterback battle to see who will be that quarterback for week one? Yeah, I mean, overall, I like the idea of splitting 50-50. Um, traditionally, a lot of times what the coaches will do is say, you know, the rookie's going to be the second string. He's not going to get first-team reps. 
But this just indicates to me more of what Jim Irsay and some of the regime have already said. They want to see Anthony Richardson on the field if he's able to be out there and play, you know, at the level that he needs to play. Uh, Gardner Minshew, by all accounts, looks like he's been a fantastic mentor with Anthony Richardson. Worked out with him a couple times this offseason. Um, but Gardner Minshew has, has a ceiling. Anthony Richardson, really, I mean, who knows what that guy's ceiling is, you know, if he actually ends up hitting that ceiling. Um, it'd be very fascinating if I had to be a betting man, and I am a betting man, I would bet Anthony Richardson week one will be the starter just because I just think ultimately that's what you got to do with a young guy, throw him out there with those live bullets, let him make those mistakes, let him learn from those mistakes, and then we'll see. Hey, I mean, you're talking to the the leader of that train, brother. I, I'm all about that. I know a lot of people have a lot of differing opinions on it, and that's going to obviously be one of the biggest things we look at, see how far Richardson progresses throughout this whole thing. So that'll be definitely interesting. Moving from progression to the health of a uh, star player on this team and I think another thing we need to talk about is, you know, the health of Shaq Leonard. I know I did a video here recently on the channel with Cody and we were talking about, you know, Shaq Leonard had posted a video just this last week of, you know, him doing some drills and showing people like, hey, you know, I'm moving around. I feel good. You know, I'm ready to get to work. And, you know, for most people, uh, you would assume that would be a good sign, but I know for the likes of someone like Cody who showed a huge moment of just saying like, I'm not going to ever get my hopes up until I actually see him get out on the football field. And I think that a lot of Colts fans are feeling the exact same way right now, especially because, you know, let's again, the Andrew Luck PTSD is another thing that is still very much alive amongst Colts fans right now. And of course, you'll probably feel the exact same way about Shaq Leonard if you're if you're of that same mindset. So what are you looking at for the health of Shaq Leonard? And do you think that we see him back in training camp sooner rather than later? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, I'll say this. Ain't nobody got PTSD like I got PTSD when it comes to the injury the injury bug with the Indianapolis Colts, man. Um, and for me, 
definitely am not trying to be a, a pessimist because I, I do love the video. It's exciting. It's encouraging to see him getting out there, working on the field, you know, trying to get back. I got to see him, man, live bullets. I got to see him play, string together multiple practices. What does that look like? You know, and that's the unknown. We just won't know until we actually do know. Um, they've been very quiet about this all along. Maybe more to come. Maybe we do find out more, uh, you know, as this week progresses and goes along. But for me, I'm very hesitant, Derek, man. I mean, it's just, it's just, I got to see the guy get back on the football field. And more importantly, he needs to look healthy. You know, last year watching him play in those games, I just, I hurt for him, man. Such a great spirit, such a great football player when he's at, you know, he's at 80% strength, to be quite honest. But last year wasn't it, man. It just wasn't. It wasn't a good look. And you, you hope that he gets better. And I'd love to see him play week one, but we just don't know. Right. That is the biggest thing. It's just like we just be the unknown with Shaq Leonard. This makes it so hard to speculate. Like, is he going to be out there? And so that's why when we did, you know, talk about that, I'm just like, I just can't until he's out there and he puts strings together multiple days and weeks of practice. Like, it's just hard for me to say 100% he's going to be your full-time starter and he's going to be a guy that's going to go out there and make an impact because, you know, the NFL is a what-have-you-done-for-me-recently kind of league. And let's be honest, Shaq last year didn't hardly do anything for you. So, you know, as good as he's been – you know, we're not worried about how he's good as he's been. And the Colts aren't as worried about how good he's been. It's about how good is he going to be moving forward. So that's definitely one. Obviously, you got to talk about the other couple guys who had some surgeries. You know, Jonathan Taylor with that ankle. And then obviously Juju Brents, who missed all the spring with his wrist injury. Those two things, bear monitoring as well. Certainly not to the degree of Shaq Leonard, but I do think those two things, you know, bear monitoring, like are they out there from day one? Do they take a little bit more time with those guys? Those are two things that I'm definitely looking for. Just the health of some of your players that are going to play a prominent role in your team this year. So um, with that, Zach, I know there's some other position or some other kind of storylines as well. I know you touched on the one about Shane Steichen in this offense and just overall, what does it look like? Um, I think one of the things for me with that is, Looking at, you know, some of those players last year that we would all have said at this point last year, Zach, these guys are star players, right? I'm thinking guys like Michael Pittman, guys like Kenny Moore, guys like Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, and a lot there was a good number of those guys last year, Zach, that really underperformed for their standards. And so that's kind of one thing I'm watching is like, can some of those guys kind of get back into form a little? Right. You know, we know Kenny Moore had a bad year. He voiced his frustrations. He came back on a contract year. That's one thing to monitor. He is that veteran there in that corner room. And then the offensive line, just in general. I mean, you talk about two guys that are did not live up to that contract last year, you know, and Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly compared to what we're used to with those guys. And then obviously Michael Pittman Jr., you know, with with all the stuff there. You can even potentially throw like Jonathan Taylor in there more for the injury sake and just what he did in 2021 versus 2022. And Chris Ballard even said it, man. You gotta get have your good players, your star players play like their star players, right? So what are your thoughts on that? Kind of getting some of those guys who we thought were, you know, kind of core parts of your team that really struggled last year. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you've got to have the guys that you're you're counting on each and every week. 
at a minimum, those guys have to play well for you to be able to advance and win football games in the National Football League. And you just can't have those mental lapses or those letdowns. You know, you mentioned, you know, Quentin Nelson last year. And for the life of me, I've spent all offseason just kind of wondering what happened. Did he fall? You know, did, was there something internal? Was he not healthy? But it just wasn't right, and it just wasn't good enough, like you had said earlier. Um, as far as the wide receiver group, I think I, I, I expect Alec Pierce to take that next jump for me. Um, he's a physical guy. He's obviously a gifted athlete. Shane Steichen can, can dial some things up a little bit differently to really use his skill set to his advantage. We didn't really see a lot of 50-50 balls from him last year. You know, a lot of his routes were a little bit different um, under Frank Reich and then I guess Jeff Saturday in his interim role. I expect him to step up. I honestly think I honestly think that Josh Downs can, can really be a contributor this year. You know, if healthy, I think he can be a contributor as well. You want to swing over to the tight end group, Jelani Woods. I mean, a lot of people love him, and they say, well, how in the world could he step up? Well, he had a lot of chunk plays last year, but the volume wasn't there. You know, they just didn't use him enough. He'd have a 31-yard catch, and then he was gone for the rest of the game, disappear. I think Jelani Woods would be a guy for me if anyone's going to step up in that tight end room with his physical gifts, Shane Steichen's going to find a way, maybe a la a little bit of a, a Dallas Goddard role in this Indianapolis Colts offense and say, listen, we got the biggest guy on the football field on the goal line. We're just going to run and turn him around and see if he can if he can just win the route, you know, with his physicality and his athleticism. So that's what I'm looking for as far as our guys to step up. Yeah, that'll be the fun part. Went wanting to see what Jelani Woods will do. That'll be very interesting to see what Shane Steichen has up his sleeve for him. Uh, talking about some other, you know, guys that, you know, could step up. I mean, we, uh, we kind of, you already talked about, you know, Alec Pierce maybe taking that jump, Jelani Woods doing the same thing. I mean, think about some of these other guys, these second year players that could potentially do the same thing. Bernard Ryman, we saw last year, you know, really struggled early because he was kind of thrown into the situation he wasn't ready for. But then we find out, you know, last year he did, uh, at the end of the year, he did really well. And then we find out that he's 15 pounds heavier now than what he was last year. Uh, and that's all in muscle. And then, of course, we talk about Rodney Thomas, who is another second year player who led the team in interceptions last year. Talk about a surprise one at that. And then, you know, you got some other guys. And uh, the one that I think a lot of people are excited to see if he will resurge again is Andrew Ogletree, the other tight end in that tight end room. Uh, had that unfortunate ACL injury in training camp last year. And, I mean, by all accounts, Ogletree was actually looking like the best tight end in the whole group in training camp last year. And a lot of people thought that he could potentially steal a spot, you know, of all those guys and some other guys that uh, still are around. Is there any one of them that you think is really going to rise to that next level and take over their position? Well, I look at a guy like Ryman, you know, I, I think, I think obviously he had some lumps um, as a rookie, rightfully so. But that being said, I think Ryman can take a nice jump this year. Um, Colts seem very confident. They haven't really went out there and done anything to necessarily push him at that at that left tackle position. Uh, you know, 
I, I really, I really think Rodney Thomas has got a little bit more left in the tank too. Had an unbelievable, just kind of came out of nowhere and had a really good rookie season. He's the real MVP man. And that last play and letting that ball go for fourth and twenty, letting us get the fourth pick in, <laughs> against the Texans. So Rodney Thompson's a legend to me. If you, if you really want to know the truth, but all jokes aside. I think that's he can take that next step, right? Like he can take that next step and elevate his game. And then a guy who who lacks, I mean, zero confidence. I mean, and I hope we get a chance when we're down there to talk to him this year is Dallas is Dallas Flowers. I mean, that guy is, I mean, you want to talk about a, a man who's a believer in his ability to play the game of football, you gotta love it. He's a guy, I think, you know, that can take the jump. Didn't get a, a lot of snaps, but as the season went on, we saw special teams. In the last game, he gets a start, you know, and that's something I'm going to definitely have an eye on um, as I'm down there at training camp and just checking out, you know, during the, this duration. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How about a guy like Nick Cross? We didn't talk about him yet, but like the guy that kind of got lost in the shuffle last year with everything that went on with the safety room, you know, he was your starter for the first week or two and then yeah. got benched and just didn't see the field. So now he comes in, emerges, going to be probably that number three safety, which if last year was any indication, he'll see some significant snaps this year. Uh, what do you think? Like, do you think he's probably gained kind of a new perspective of, you know, kind of going from 100 to zero in terms of playing time. Um, how do you think he's kind of approaching this year, and what are you hoping to see from him, Zach, this year? Yeah, I mean, when you talk, when you talk about Nick Cross, I mean, if Chris Ballard loves him some freak athletes, right? Like big, long, tall, vertical, great athletes, and that's what he's got. Um, you know, Nick Cross has all the ability in the world. Maybe I question a little bit – was he able to really learn the NFL playbook? And is that the reason that he, you know, it stunted his ability to be on the football field? Because we watched him in preseason last year, and we all know how preseason is, but he looked pretty good, actually. I mean, he looked pretty solid. He was making some, some really, really nice hits. He was all around the football, and then all of a sudden he just fell out of favor. You know, it just, it just wasn't going to work out. Um and then again, you've you, you, you know, got Rodney McLeod, who also had a pretty solid season um, when it comes down to that. So that was a little bit of a, of, a, of a hiccup as well in his growth. But I do expect him to get an opportunity to play. In general, just the defensive backs, there's going to be a lot of young guys out there competing for starting jobs. And I think he's definitely going to be in the mix, Cody. I really do. Yeah, you mentioned a lot of young players going to be competing for some spots. And, and we'll get into some position battles in a little bit here. But one question I wanted to ask you, Zach, looking at this rookie class for the Indianapolis Colts, I know you mentioned Josh Downs. We talked about Anthony Richardson. Like, how, how involved early on do you expect this rookie class to be in terms of, like, impact on what happens on the field from day one? From an impact standpoint, it's very, very hard to rely on a rookie, in my opinion, to come out and have a huge impact. That being said – 
we have a unique situation this year where we're probably going to play a lot of really young players. You know, we don't expect, I don't think we expect us to be a necessarily a playoff football team. Um, now, if that happened, I mean, I'd be over the moon. There's no question about it. But I think we're going to really give these rookies an opportunity to compete and see where they're at. Chris Ballard, I believe, has always really wanted to do that, you know, and just let those guys play even if they struggle. Well, what is a better year than a year that there's not really any high expectations from your fan base to win a ton of football games, to let those guys go out there and actually play live bullets? Um, I have a question for you and Derek. Is there a possibility that we have two starting rookie cornerbacks mixed in with Kenny Moore? I mean, you know, I mean, that that's starting to become more real. You know, like I didn't think it would happen. And now the caveat's do you wait to the end of training camp and then go out there and sign a veteran guy to sure that up if things don't go as planned? But that's a real possibility. Two rookie cornerbacks, um, that would be incredible to see going out there. But also, just curious your thoughts if that's a possible if you think that's even a real possibility. It, oh, yeah. it seems I like so. it. Yeah, it seems like it yeah, because I, I mean you you lose Isaiah Rogers and I mean the thing was was We've been saying it. How many people have been saying it for like months now that the Colts needed a veteran corner, even immediately after the draft? Everyone was saying you still need a veteran in there because you don't really have one outside of what Rodgers was. But now Rodgers is not there anymore. And I mean, the only thing is, is everyone was in unanimous decision that the best veteran corner that was remaining on free agency was Marcus Peters. And guess what? Today, he just signed with the Raiders. So that option's off the board. And, I mean, there's not a ton of other starting caliber veteran corners out there. There's not a ton of them out there now. So, I mean, and the Colts know, Ballard and company knows they're already in on this young secondary. Like, they're thinking with Kenny Moore being guidance and half of these guys already having picked the minds of guys like Stefan Gilmore and a few other people like that. They just think, okay, let's just roll with the punches with these young corners and let's just see where it goes. Cause I mean, the team's already in a weird position as it is from the defensive standpoint, they might as well just embrace it and just let, you know, these young guys try to figure it out. I'd assume. Yeah, at this point, like you said, there's no expectation for your team to win now. So you might as well let all these rookies play and, and grow with, you know, grow with the team. That, I'm fine with that, honestly. I know some people really want a vet, but I'm like, why? This team's not competing. Like, unless it's really bad, Zach, that would be the only thing for me. Like you said, if it's really bad and like you're like, we got to sign somebody, like, yeah, that would be the only way. But if the rookies are, you know, doing just fine, if they're obviously they're going to struggle, they're going to have issues, but like, if they're doing well enough for you're like, we feel like there's a future with these guys. Why would you stunt their growth with a 30 year old, you know, washed up corner? Like it just doesn't make any sense to me why you'd go at that route. So yeah, I do think it's a real possibility. That would be crazy if you had, you yeah. know, Juju Brent and, and Darius rush out there. And I would say, man, don't sleep on Jalen Jones either. Like he's a guy that it's crazy. He has more snaps than both the, the other two corners. And he's younger than both these two guys playing in the SEC at Texas A&M. I mean, he's a guy, sneaky guy that I think could could actually make an impact, Zach. It seems like about every year Chris Ballard finds one of the gems at the DB position in the sixth or seventh round. 
like you know Isaiah Rogers, Rodney Thomas last year. Like he just finds these guys. That's that, if there's one thing Ballard knows what to do in, in terms of drafting, it is drafting DBs. I don't know what it is with them, but they can draft DBs very well. So I would I'm just intrigued to see kind of what happens when it comes to these rookies. But yeah, I do think corner. I could realistically see two outside starting corners and Jalen Jones could factor in as well. So I could see them having three rookies on the active roster at the corner position pretty easily. So that'll be interesting for sure. Um, Zach, I want to transition now to looking more at some, you know, different veterans. Like we just talked about some rookies. Let's move into some veterans and let's talk about some guys that we feel like have the most to lose in training camp. So guys that they're going to be competing for a roster spot. If they don't have it, there are going to be some guys that are going to be in some serious trouble. So who would be some of those guys, if you're thinking about guys who have the most to lose here in training camp? Well, I mean, the first name that comes to my mind is Mo Alley Cox. Like, he's in a young room, competitive, doesn't have a coach who has any ties to him at all. Obviously, his skill set really is blocking, paying this guy a lot of money to produce, right? Six million is a lot, a lot of money a year to pay a guy to just be an inline blocker and not really produce a whole lot on the football field. I'll be curious to see how he performs with Jelani Woods and Granson. You got Mallory, obviously, you know, Derek mentioned Drew Ogletree as well. I mean, that 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 tight end room is going to be pretty full. And if he goes out there and he doesn't do anything to really separate himself, I think I think He's, in my opinion, the most likely veteran to get cut. Um, I'm not saying it's necessarily going to happen, but I think there's a real possibility. Plus, it saves them a little bit of money if they go ahead and do that. Uh, that is definitely one position. You know, Ryan Kelly. You know, he didn't have. He hasn't had really two years in a row now. And obviously, two years back, he had a real, real bad moment, personal moment in his life, and understandably so, had a hard time coming back from that. But last year wasn't able to really string it together, none of the offensive line. So I'm just curious to see if he steps it up. And I don't know about you guys, but it looked like when, when Danny Penner was in there, they were a little bit better at center you know, when at times than when Ryan Kelly was out there. So I'll be curious, not saying he's going to get cut, but I will be curious if he has a bounce back year because he's one guy that really should and could bounce back in a big way. I really think that would be – obviously ideal and we mentioned this guy earlier but you know can Shaq Leonard even play if he can play that's a bounce back right like that's huge for this football team and what he does for that linebacker room um I you know there's no question I've been on here with Derek in the past he's a big EJ Speed fan I think EJ Speed will fit that role quite well and if he gets a bigger role I think that's another guy that you could say hey this is a real steal that we signed this offseason. You know, we got a real quality guy that can play really good football at the linebacker position. Essentially, pennies on the dollar, you know, for what you signed him for. Um, those are guys. And then, obviously, Kenny Moore, man. I mean, he was just – he was not good last year for whatever reason. And it doesn't really matter, honestly, to me. It doesn't matter. He just wasn't good. But he's a guy in a contract year you would think that would want to bounce back, would want to get paid has another opportunity to really step up. Seems like he's right up here now. Seems like he's a lot more comfortable with what happened. Maybe he had an opportunity to air all of that out. But I'll be curious to see if those guys can really step up and bounce back in a big way, in a positive way, and help these young guys 
really kind of progress into this next era of Indianapolis Colt football? I would say another name, just to throw another one off there, is Michael Pittman, actually. Yeah. I know some people may not see it that way, but I mean, Michael Pittman is going into a contract year. And unfortunately for him, he's in a situation where the quarterback situation affects him a lot. And he's the only one that's having to deal with this because he's going to want a contract next year. And who knows how much money he's actually going to get. His money is going to come off of his performance this year. And his performance this year is, in a way, very much dictated by who the quarterback is, how the offense is going to be designed, and how it's ran. And if Michael Pittman is not the featured number one wide receiver and doesn't perform as such, both in training camp and in the season, and if the quarterbacks don't are anything like what Matt Ryan was last year, then, I mean, Michael Pittman might end up, one, losing money, And second off, I mean, may not even want to be a Colt next year because he may just decide to go with the best offer anywhere, and that offer most likely won't be Indianapolis. So, I mean, it's going to be a weird situation for Michael Pittman this year. It's a thing I'm going to keep an eye out for because, you know, last year I said it, and I told this to Cody numerous times, there were times Michael Pittman just looked lost last year. He looked like he just didn't care. I mean, half the time it looked like the team didn't care, or at least the offense seemed that way. And he's in a situation now where if he doesn't perform, then it's drastically going to impact his future going forward. But we can go ahead and move forward to another thing here. And we kind of already talked about it. And it was the question that you had asked us, Zach, about the young defensive backs uh, going into this. I mean, it's that's the question. You know, like, what, what do these guys show in training camp? Because, unfortunately, they're all going to have to have a lot of the spotlight on them now. Julius Brents was one thing. Uh, We all draft knew Julius Brents was drafted to replace Stephon Gilmore on the outside. That was to be expected. Will he be ready for training camp? I'm not 100% sure yet if he's back from that wrist surgery. I think he's supposed to be back at least by the second or third week. But obviously now Isaiah Rogers is gone. Who's going to take his spot? Is it going to be Darius Rush, who you drafted? Is it Jalen Jones, who you're going to who uh, might get some reps as well. With Julius Brents not being available in the first week, how much does Jalen Jones get usage in there? How much is Dallas Flowers and Tony Brown and these other guys like, you know, these all these young guys here, Zach, I mean, what do you make of all these young guys that are going to get all this action? I mean, I think it's 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 a, it's fascinating, like we talked about earlier, and it's a, it's a really good question, a really good topic to talk about, honestly, Derek, because it very rarely is a team comfortable letting this many young players who really don't have any true NFL experience go out there and just play actual football games. But I think it's real. I think it's probably going to happen. I'd pencil Juju in as a starter, regardless of what happened, but. Now knowing what we know in this offseason, Rodgers being God, like you mentioned, I think I look at a guy like a Dallas Flowers 
that could really have an opportunity here. He's a hyper-competitive player. Um, he's not going to let anybody come in there and push him around. He's going to fight for his spot. Um, that's just kind of his DNA. I look at a guy like him. Obviously, Rush is – is there's so much to like when you talk about Rush. Just physical, long, athletic, really, really good football player, very good tackler. I, I, I just think Gus Bradley, Chris Ballard, Shane Steichen might just come together in a room and just say, you know what? Probably not going to win 12, 13 football games this year. We've got the guys we want. We believe they can actually be a part of this future. Why not just go out there and just play them? It's going to maybe look ugly and bad early on, but let's just go out there and play them, and let's just see what we got um, and just have a true competition of a bunch of young guys. And if it doesn't work out, middle of camp, end of camp, you go out and you do sign up you know, a veteran. I mean, if, if, if Tony Brown is your starter – that ain't it, bro. I mean, I, I'm just telling you right now, that ain't it. Um, for me, I mean, I, I'd much rather these other guys bet on the upside, bet on the on the traits, the athletic ability. So for me, very awesome storyline and something probably the storyline that I'm going to be monitoring the most at camp. Yeah, Zach, you know, we talked a little bit about players who had the most to lose I wanted to ask you a question about any players that you think are kind of under the radar players who, who could have a chance if they perform well in training camp to gain a lot, you know, potentially if they do beat out whoever would they be competing with, who would be some of those players that would come to mind for you that you're like, watch out for that player. He might actually have an inside track or an opportunity at least to potentially compete and earn a starting spot or earn some significant minutes on this roster. Who would be some of those guys for you? One guy that comes to mind, I'm I'm going to butcher his name, the kid from Alabama at right guard. I, I think you say Cora. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Um, that that is that's probably one guy I think that's going to come in. I wouldn't sleep on him, not whatsoever. I mean, Alabama pedigree is probably going to push Will Fries um, in camp. Obviously, if you play for Nick Saban, you're going to know how to block in the NFL game. That's the concepts that they run kind of the minor leagues of the, of the NFL, to be quite honest. You know, that in Ohio State, I mean, essentially you're, you're going to a minor league system getting ready to play in the NFL, um, the way I look at it. That's one guy for sure. And, you, you know, I think most of, of the other positions for me are, are basically going to be set in stone. I mean, Blake Freeland maybe as a swing. I don't really see if he – I don't know if he finds a place to be on the field, but maybe he gets out there at some point. They find a way to use him in that jumbo package as well. And, you know, really a Will Mallory as a rookie, as a tight end, honestly, I mean, he could come out and he could stand out. I mean, I don't know if I expect him to jump all of these other guys, but it's a guy I would definitely, I would definitely look at. I mean, they were very intrigued with his ability to play the game. And it would be a guy who at least at a, at a minimum go out and check. And then your guy, you know, Jalen Jones earlier, you know, that's a guy that, 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 that's got a lot of, a, you know, just a real rare talent, you know. Let's see if he can put it together as a rookie. And then EJ Speed. I mean, he hasn't really had a full-time role, but he could take a humongous jump this year. You know, if Shaq Leonard's not able to play football, especially early on, I, I think he makes an impact. Like, I have no problem with EJ Speed being a starter for the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, I, I just I don't think that's a problem. I don't lose sleep at night. I think he's more than capable. Um, I don't know if you guys remember how well he played 
um, in the Arizona Cardinals game back a couple of years ago. He got an opportunity to kind of spot start, and that guy – he was the best player on the football field. Let's be honest. I mean, I mean, he was he was he was really good on the defensive side that night and worthy of playing. So if anybody's going to step up and have that real jump, where you're like, "Wow, man!" You know, this is a this is a guy who who's really really talented. Probably, I would I would probably bet on EJ Speed. Yep. I mean, another I and Cody. I'm not sure if we have any more topics after this, but another name I would suggest, and it's a name that keeps getting lost in the background and it's Adotami Wa Adabari. I think that's another yeah. one that a lot of people will be interested to follow along with because, you know, his unique skill set and just his athletic ability is very, very interesting. Um again, we talked about it. He's the fastest 280 plus pound man that's ever come into the combine. Uh that's pretty impressive to say the least. Uh it's very rare that you get somebody that has the kind of explosiveness that he has and will it translate, you know, to being able to go up against uh NFL competition. That's going to be the big one. Um, it's probably one of the only defensive line uh, stories that I'll follow along with throughout this whole thing and see if Adetami wall actually figures it out somehow. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting, but can't believe that training camp's finally here, fellas. It's about time. Like I said, it's been a long time coming, so it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, obviously, we'll be watching these different storylines, different position battles that are going to be happening throughout camp, and we'll find out a lot of answers to our questions here in the next coming weeks. So thank you, Zach, man, for coming on. Always appreciate you having on, my friend. Always good to have you on. Guys, be sure to go check out his podcast and everything that they do over there. Um, at No Horsing Around. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Everybody who did, we really do appreciate it. If you would, just hit hit the like button, subscribe, all that good stuff, so that you can stay in the loop when we do drop more content, because we are going to be dropping a lot more content with the Colts actually having some things to talk about now. But uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in tonight. And as always, guys, go Colts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.